שלום, התרס בלום, גם בשמחה ובצהלום, תוך אמונה וים סגולום, בואי חלום, בואי חלום, בואי בשלום, התרס בלום. גם בשמחה יוצאה, תאיך אמונה וים סגולה, בואי חלה, בואי חלה. לך די דיליק נסקלה, עיני שבס נקבלה. לך די דיליק נסקלה, עיני שבס נקבלה. אשר מלך בטרם כל יציר נברא לעת לעת נעשה בחצו כל אזי מלך שמו נקרא 
אזי מלך שמו נקרא ואחרי ככלות ככלות הכל לבדו ימלוך נורא לבדו ימלוך נורא והוא היה והוא עובד והוא יהיה אשר מלך בטרם כל יציר נברא לעת לעת נעשה בחפצו כל אזי מלך שמו נקרא אזי מלך שמו נקרא ואחרי ככלות ככלות הכל לבדו ימלוך נורא לבדו ימלוך נורא והוא היה היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,היי,הי
we shut that. Something's uh, something's on. Let's shut. There we go. Thank you. All right, perfect. Uh, it is National Enthusiasm Week. Loving it. How about shared as that? We are so pumped up here at the network that uh, this this international week, this celebration, actually makes complete sense to us. We kicked off the week with a fantastic launch. Then we had Book of Life with Charlie Harari. Who best exemplifies enthusiasm than Charlie? It's really, it's really perfect. On the flip side, I do need to tell you about next week. Beginning with this Sunday, my birthday, and that also of Daniel Gordon, who will be joining me on the air in a few minutes. It is National Assisted Living Week. Yeah, that's harsh. Um, and it's also, <laughs> yeah, L, it's also National Suicide Prevention Week, all starting with my birthday. Right. A little bit of a downer. Um, I'm going to try and not read into it a little bit too much. Dan's looking at me like, dude, <laughs> I would avoid this as fast as you can. These these holidays are bad. One second. Yeah, Al's mic is not on. Hold on. Let's put her on quickly. Well, yesterday I went was late to class, and then that night I was uh, researching all the holidays, and yesterday was actually come late to something day. Really? It was unbelievable. Then it's by shirt that you didn't come with me to Fox. Because that... Yeah. It was it was uncanny. All right. Well, then I'm um, then I'm happy that we decided to rain check it until next time. Um, but I definitely believe that. I look forward to bringing you next time. Today, the sixth, however, is National Fight Procrastination Day, which uh, I'm all for. I'm all for that. And it's also National Read a Book Day. I'm not sure you're expected to read one entire book in a day, but hey, go for it. Anyway, check out my blog, especially tomorrow. Funny things happen to me all the time. Crazy follows me everywhere. Uh, you can read about it tomorrow, but I definitely want to tell you about meeting Steve Forbes last week in the green room at Fox. It was actually, yeah, I know, Stan's like, nice. I said, no joke. By the way, his business card is now here um, on the wall at the studio. You should know that I refer to this this studio as the Jewish Radio Smithsonian because basically everything, I would like to say everything has been archived. It has not been archived, but there are photographs and there are clippings and there are autographs and there are letters etc for the last 30 years of Nahum's life on the air in this studio and I I really love it like it's it's an organized chaos kind of a thing Stan's nodding his head it's great this room is great I, I love being here anyway so I have officially added two things to the wall one was my uh was my tag for birthright this summer and now I have added Steve Forbes business card which you are not allowed to touch unless your hands are clean now, <laughs> I will tell you quickly how that happened. Last week um, when I was at Fox Business, I was in the green room with my mentee, the uh, YU presidential fellow, uh, Nomi Toplitsky, who I have been, um, with whom I have been paired, and I adore her. She's wonderful. I brought her with me to Fox last week, and we were in the green room, and while they were doing my hair and makeup, and God bless those women, they, uh, they told me that I would be on with Steve Forbes. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's great. And inside me, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on with Steve Forbes. So immediately, I text my husband, and I said, I'm going to be on with Steve Forbes. And within like a split second, he texts me back. God bless you, Stephen. He texts me back, okay, presidential run in, 90, in 96 and 2000. Uh, I should say attempted presidential runs in 96 and 2000 and has five daughters. And then I quickly texted him back, and like a bazillion dollars – <laughs> so all of a sudden we go, we finish hair and makeup when we go into the uh, green room B and we're in there waiting to both be on set. And I see him on the other side of the room and there's really a big pillar in the middle of this green room. So unless you're sitting at the right angle, you might not notice that anyone is on the other side. I see him standing there on the other side and I looked at Nomi and this was like a teachable moment. I will forever be an educator. And I looked at Nomi, my mentee, and I said to her, sometimes you just got to be bold. And I stood up and I walked across the room and I put my hands out and I said, hi. My name is Miriam Wallach. We're going to be on set together. And he shook my hand and he said, hi, I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm looking at him going like, yeah, I know you're Steve Forbes. But I didn't say that. I played it, I played it cool. I played it cool. Anyway, um, we ex yeah, all of a sudden he pulls his business card out and we exchange business cards, which was crazy because he may never have ever had a Nahum Siegel Network business card before, but he now has one. I'll tell you that much. And he was wearing a tie with elephants on it. And uh, he was on to talk about the RNC, and I was on specifically to talk about Ann Romney's performance the night before at the RNC. So I looked at him and I said, nice tie. And he said, they're pachyderms. And I looked at him, I said, sure they are. Anyway, we end up walking back to the other side of the green room. He follows me over there, and he's standing next to Nomi, and he says to her, hi, I'm Steve Forbes, like a totally normal person. He says, hi, I'm Steve Forbes. And she looks at him and says, hi, I'm Nomi Toplitsky. And it was just the sweetest 
most ridiculously out-of-body experience. And then they, they finish miking him. He goes on set. And Nomi and I are looking at each other like, wow, we just met Steve Forbes standing here in the green room. And I'm holding this card. And all I keep on thinking about is when we're going to leave here, I'm going to go home and make dinner. And I'm going to pick up the dry cleaning and do all these normal people things. But I just met Steve Forbes this morning. So it was pretty cool. It was a it was a very cool experience. I've actually been in touch with his office a little bit because I've decided to uh, try and make something happen there. Who knows? Because sometimes you've just got to be bold. Anyway, you are listening to That's Life live from the home office of the Nahum Siegel Network on the lovely Lower East Side. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, and I would like to invite on and say hello to my first guest, Daniel Gordon, the Communications and Development Associate in the office of the present Yeshiva University. I could go through all of his credentials and all of his milas, but most importantly for us, Daniel is hosting the stunt show this evening. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Miriam. What's up? How's it going? Everything is wonderful. How good has your week been? My week has been just lovely. <laughs> Tell me what's going on tonight. First of all, everyone should know um, before they tune in tonight, or I should say before they listen live. Uh, tell everybody what the stunt show is. The stunt show is a show, uh, crazy, as Nachum said at the launch show, a crazy idea of yours. Thank as, you. As most of your ideas are. Thank you. Um, I didn't say if it was a good or a bad idea, but <laughs> th- that will be for the listeners to judge. Uh, the stunt show is a show that will be hosted by four different hosts each week um, on Thursday night at 6 p.m. I am one of the four lucky people who get to host the show, along with Gorf and Mayor Fertig and the Chazen with the greatest accent of all time, Shimon Kramer. Amen. No pressure, just the guy who invented Jewish a cappella music. The guy has been doing this since he was 16, and the guy with the British accent, but whatever. Right. You, um, yeah, you, are, you do have a bit of a handicap here, I've got to be honest. No, no mountain is insurmountable. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. So this week is your week. You're the first guy up. Absolutely. Okay, so what should people expect from the stunt show with Daniel Gordon? I think people should expect a lot of fun. Nice. I try to be fun. I try to be inspirational. I will probably say things that will get me in trouble um, with my mother and or my wife. Okay. But that's nothing new. Okay, so then we should just totally be used to that. Our listeners should get used to that very quickly. Absolutely. Excellent. And by the way, um, what's, what's with the country music? The country music, anybody who has never been... Uh, exposed to the gift that is country music, I think is missing something. And Otherwise will... known as anyone who has never been dumped and then written a song about it? Well, yeah. I mean, those of <laughs> us who listen have not been dumped and written the songs about them. Nice. Okay, but anyway, and if I had the talent, maybe I would have been anyway. Um, <laughs> that's assuming I was dumped. That's uh, for everybody to figure keep out. Keep going. But um, anyway, so I got turned on to country music when I was in high school um, by Rabbi Avery Joel. And ever since then, I've been hooked um, seven CDs at least worth of hooked. That is, <laughs> the whole concept is crazy. But what I, I guess we want listeners to know that an, an important or an integral part of your show when you do the stunt show is going to be your tribute to, to country music. And it's not so much that you are just randomly picking country music, but you are able to tie it in to the message or the theme of your show for that month. Uh, that is my goal. Uh, and I hope that with all of the fun, as I try to live my life, I think with all the fun, there always has to be inspiration and seriousness. And the country music, along with the other topics that I think will be serious and fun and inspirational, the country music is certainly the inspiration um, that I hope people will take away at least something and something that can impact their life in a positive way, uh, just because I think country music just has that ability, having nothing to do with the fact that I'm delivering it. Can you give everyone a, uh, a brief, let's say, glimpse into what you'll be playing tonight? Tonight, we will be playing a song that I think is appropriate for this time of year when it comes to Elul, and I hope will change everybody's perspective every time they pray to God. Wow. And it's country music? It's not country yussy? It is country music. Garth Brooks is, <laughs> you know, I'm not laughing at you. Maybe, maybe right. he has smicha from lying. somewhere online, <laughs> but he, he really gets to the core, and country music has this way about it of being cute while also serious, and you can either look at it as cute or you can look at it as serious, or both. I try to look at it as both, but certainly I try to just close my eyes and take it all in, okay, and that's so what I hope everybody will do. Okay, so you're going to be playing some country music tonight, and who's your guest? My guest is Noah Jacobson. Noah Jacobson of Maccabees Plastic Glasses and Spacesuit fame. I was about to say, if you don't, ma- ma- if you don't mention the orange spacesuit, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be lacking. So do you bring that up? Uh, I plan on it. Oh, good. You, ha- you have to, because that's the instant recognition. And everyone might know, not know or have the Maccabee trading cards, but everyone knows the one Maccabee in the orange jumpsuit. Wait a second. You don't have the cards? I, 
I didn't say I didn't have the cards. I said there might be listeners who don't have the cards. So I'll trade you a... <laughs> oh, we'll talk about this off here. You can trade me a Nachum Joel for a player to be named later? Maybe, but that would at least be a, a first-round pick if he's uh, top quality. Nice. By the way, I hope he's listening because that is... that is Well, somebody else is listening in the background. That's a major compliment. Um, okay, so that's your show for the day, and that's what you're planning... To um, to get out of your stunt show, what did you think of the launch? By the way, it was rocking. <laughs> the free food was delicious. Oh, that's of course the first thing you would mention. God bless you. Uh, yeah, the, the company was fantastic. Much I, better. I especially enjoyed hanging out with the Wallach family <laughs> because unlike my family, the Wallach family came out early in the morning. Yes. Now they obviously thought that if they didn't show up, there wouldn't be dinner on the table that night. I or actually the told night. them they did not have to come. I, yeah, but that was probably one of those, you don't have to come, but, you know, really, you do have to come. No, 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 no. You know, I know that I am the early riser in the family, and the fact that I woke up at 4.20 this morning had 15 emails waiting for me, all of which that had to be responded to. Like, that's life, and that's fine for me, but that does not work for everyone. I know that not everyone enjoys feeling like they've accomplished a lot before the sun rises. And I would have to say those members of the Wallach family who came that morning are part of that group. And I am not a parent yet, but I will tell you that you should get a lot of nachas from your daughter because she rocks the party that rocks the pinata. And that is the <laughs> ultimate compliment that I can give somebody. <laughs> she's, uh, <laughs> she's a funny bunny. She's, uh, yeah, we like her a lot. Baruch Hashem. We feel, we'll feel, we <laughs> feel very blessed. I, yeah, you know what? We um, Thank God we're going to keep them all. Let's talk about Sunday, by the way, because we don't have so much time. I know that you're in the middle of your day, and yet Elle Lassen is sitting here so patiently, and God knows she deserves airtime with all that she does for me here. So let's talk about Sunday. What are you doing? On Sunday, I believe I'm hanging out with you. That's true. We will be celebrating our birthday together. Right. Um, and we will be celebrating our birthday in, I think, a unique way, but I think an appropriate way, and that is that we will be running in the Coleman, New York City Race for the Cure. Right, and um, I will give you complete credit for that on the air with many, many listeners and and uh, many witnesses that it was your idea that we do something proactive and positive on our birthday, which is to participate in the Race for the Cure, to find a cure for breast cancer this Sunday in Central Park, the 5K. It is not a competitive race. It is a walk-run kind of an uh, opportunity for people. If they're still interested, I'm sure that they could register. And you and I have a goal, a fundraising goal for this uh, endeavor, a number which you picked and is quite lofty. As I wrote yesterday in an email to all the people that I was fundraising to, Yes. I may be dreaming the impossible dream. Yes. But yes. whoever said dreams were not supposed to be impossible. Okay, that's, that's beautiful and everything, but why don't you tell everybody the number you picked? Uh, I picked $18,000. Yes, and how close are we, Daniel? We are currently at $3,136. Okay, and you do realize that we are counting down till Sunday morning. But I also realize that you have the greatest listeners in the world, I... and that they are all going to go on to Komen NYC, K-O-M-E-N-N-Y-C.org right now. Right. Search for our team, 99birthdaybash, nine, nine that's 9-slash-9birthdaybash, nine nine or for your name under the participants, Miriam Wallach, and they're going to donate to our team. And listen, I hope that you're right. I hope that we are successful because either way, we're going to be starting off our birthday on literally and figuratively on the right foot. And I think we will be successful regardless. Whether we reach the lofty goal or not, I think we have succeeded already. And uh, who is, who's also running with us that morning? Also running with us is my identical twin brother, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, that's going to be weird. You know probably, I've never met probably, him. Really, he'll probably, he, he won't make it. He'll say, oh, my knee hurts, my back hurts, something <laughs> like that. But whatever, whatever floats his boat. And on our running team is Vice President Josh Joseph from Yeshiva University. Oh. Um, a friend of mine, Stephen Berg, whose birthday is the day before. Really? Yes. Oh. Who would have it? And How'd you find that out? Well, I had on my Gchat status this, this, uh, this, you know, to support me and support our team in the race. And he's like, oh, my birthday's the night before. I'm like, great, how are you celebrating? He told me that he's celebrating in the standard way, which you probably can't mention on the air. Right. And I said, why don't you join our team? And he has now joined our team. Are you serious? Yes. And we also have Panina Joel, oh, um, I believe, and, and Ariella Joel Benzikin, I believe, representing their father, who Very is nice. also turning 25 on Sunday. Yeah, by the way, it is a big birthday. It is, it is you, Aaron, me, and President Joel. But everybody gets to turn 25. I'm all for that. By the way, I'm turning 37, and I'm okay with that. It's Well, you know what? Until I said it, I'm not okay with it anymore. I was okay with it five minutes ago when I was thinking about it. Wow, it is way too close to 40. I'm just... Okay, you know what? We need to talk about something else. How's the, the first week been at YU? Rocking. That's the word. Really? Better than the launch? 
different than the launch. Okay, good answer. I think the la- I, I think the, what the launch and the first week of University share is a bustling um, feeling around them, which I think is completely positive. When, you, when you're at the launch and people are running around, who's going to be on the air next, who's going to do this, who's going to do that, that's awesome. It's not chaos, because, but there's just a lot to be done. There's not chaos because Mark Zomick is in charge. And give yourself a little credit, too. No. You may not rock the part that rocks the, rock the pinata yet, but you're pretty good. And similarly on campus, it's just to see more students, to see the students back, and just the, waiting for the elevator is usually annoying. It is great during this time of year. The, um, the, the, the vibe on campus, I was there as, as um, I don't want to call them kids because then I really am 100, but as students were moving in and unpacking the cars and moving boxes and stuff like that, like there was a tremendous amount of excitement. I happened to have been there that Sunday and dropping somebody off in the Heights, and there was a barbecue going on uh, in Belfort Commons. It was, or outside, I should say, in Tensor Gardens, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Just all of a sudden, I was like, I want to be back on campus, which is obviously impossible. But there was... Um, impossible is nothing, Miriam. For money, we can arrange uh, that you can come back to <laughs> university. You know what? I, I, I have a bachelor's and two masters. I think I'm good for now. Um, as, as Stephen Wallach has said, accruing degrees is not a hobby. He has, he has asked me to find other things to do to fill my time. And yeah, look, here I am. But um, but it's nice to see kids excited. Oh, there I did the kids thing. It's nice to see kids excited about going back to school. Even my kids, when uh, when they were getting on the bus this morning. I mean, truth be told, we were dancing a jig when that bus came this morning. There has been it's been Lord of the Flies at the Wallachs for the last two weeks between that time. And I know you're not a parent yet, but you'll get there and you'll know exactly what I mean when I tell you that that transition between camp and school is a nightmare because the kids come home from camp and look at each other. And then look at you and say, so what are we doing tomorrow? What's at 345? What's the activity? What's night activity? I'm like, dude, it's not camp. It's not camp. Everyone's just got to relax. We have to go to work. You're going to lay low. So it's been a little something for the last two weeks. So putting everyone in their uniforms this morning and getting them on the bus, I mean, we danced the jig at about 745 when uh, five out of the six Wallachs had headed off on those big yellow school buses. So it's nice to see, though, that kids are excited and, and people are excited to come back to campus. What's the newest thing you guys um, are offering this year at YU? On what side, the academic or the... Uh, surprise me. Surprise you. I think we're offering a more integrated student life up, uh, campus structure and programmatic structure, which enables the students to really take full advantage um, and interact um, on the... Men's campus, we are offering a second club hour, which I think anybody who has ever gone to Yeshiva University knows that there's just not enough time in the day between what President Joel calls the triple curriculum. Mm-hmm. But to offer another hour in the middle of the day where students can really, are almost forced to take a deep breath to participate in something, um, maybe outside of their you know, um, academic uh, schedule, but, or also just to take a break and just relax um, is great. And I will say that I, we just this year, last year, closed the 185th Street Plaza between Amsterdam and Audubon Avenues on 185th Street. It is so crazy how packed it gets. Wow. And that is awesome. Is there going to be another homecoming this year? Not sure. Really? Do you want to sponsor it? No, but thanks for asking. Anytime. All right, I appreciate that. But Daniel, you have to get back to work, and I have to talk to Yael, and I just want to wish you a much hatzlacha this evening on the first Stun Show. I personally am very excited, and I also wanted to tell our listeners that my first choice was to have you do a show weekly. but for the No cons- pressure. Right. The constraints of your professional life and your private life and your coaching life and everything else didn't allow for that. So I really am excited that you're able to participate in the network and be a part of our team at least once a month. I wish you much hatzlacha. Um, I wish all of us much hatzlacha. But I also hope that in the future, your role becomes much more expanded. I hope so, too. And I want to wish you... Um, even though I will see you on Sunday, a happy birthday on the air. Thank you. And again, and to remind you. everybody, ColemanNYC.org, search for our Team 99 Birthday Bash. Um, and we should just be successful and continue to celebrate many more birthdays together. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. Have a great day. You too. Take care. That was Daniel Gordon, Communications and Development Associate in the Office of the President at Yeshiva University. And, most importantly, Hunt of the St- Hunt. Hunt. Host of the Stun Show. By the way, that was the contraction. Host of today's Stun Show. That'll be on later today at 6 o'clock, right before the Thursday night extravaganza. You are listening to That's Life on the Nachum Siegel stream here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, joined 
by my, ooh, that is loud, joined by my fearless intern, Yael Lassen. Hello, Yael. Thank you. How are you? Where did the fearless come from? I, um, but I, I'll tell you why I call I mean, you I mean, I don't need you to compliment me, but I don't yeah, know. Why not? First of all, I, you know fearless is like the biggest compliment I can give anyone. I think being fearless is a prerequisite to life. You can't be afraid of everything. Sometimes you have to be hesitant, but fearless is just like I'm all in. Because the first time you came here... What happened? Do you remember what happened? Oh, the, 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 um, the, hypnotist. the hypnotist. I put yeah, you on the, the air CDs and had you there. hypnotized. Yeah, yeah. I did. Stan's looking at me like I'm crazy. Stan, you can't make this stuff up. I promise you what happened was that she came in and we had, we'd spoken on the phone. We had, right. you know, emailed a little bit. We hadn't actually met. And, you know, as part of the Nachum Siegel time, School. Yeah. There you go. As part of the Nachum Siegel School of Broadcasting, of which I am the only graduate. Um, what do we do here? We throw people into the water and then ask them afterwards if they can swim. So what did I do? I put you over here next to me on my right. And we had Mark Skye, who was the hypnotist. And he hypnotized you on the air. And I took pictures of you. So that makes you fearless. And then, and yeah, that was awesome. And then what happened is that we went to the parade show. We did three hours at the parade. And I handed you a mic. And you were good to go. So that makes you fearless. Stan, don't you agree with me? Stan's nodding. Thumbs up. Thanks, thanks. Thumbs up to Yael. So how stern. It's great. Yeah. I mean, just as you said, it's definitely bustling the beginning of the school year. And you're taking a Programming class. Programming is out of control. It's great. You're taking a class in uh, women in politics? Yeah. We just discussed today um, Ann Romney and Michelle Obama. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So what did they t- So what did they talk about? Did they talk about their, their presentations, their performances at the conference? Yeah, and definitely the content, you know, private versus public life. Right. That is, was, yeah, that was very interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Absolutely. But I want to talk to you about the launch. Because you were there that morning. I you was played there. an integral role. And actually, thank you, thank we're going to be, uh, po- oh, I should show you this picture of you. We're going to be posting all these pictures on Facebook, on uh, Nahum's Facebook page, not on the um, Nahum Siegel World. And uh, they'll be on my Facebook page also at some point or another. One second, got to pull this. Oh, there it is. Look at you. Don't you look great? This, oh, is, uh, your, <laughs> this is your copy. It's a great shot. Oh, for real? Oh, thanks yeah. so much. No, I'm not kidding with you. That's a great shot. So yeah, Al, tell me something. It was your listen. It was my first launch, also, and it was actually all of our first launches. It was a great opportunity. Tell me what you thought. I thought it definitely, like you said, it was rocking. Um, I did not know people work so early in the morning. Um, that was a first. Uh, no, it was really great, and definitely with all the new hosts and the new things going on at the station, that was really exciting. Every five minutes, there was like another big announcement about a new show, and the fact that everyone was there. You know, Charlie Harari, Rabbi Berg. President Joel, it was it was like all the all the top people in the Jewish world, right? So it was really awesome, and all the hosts, I guess, are the top people in the Jewish broadcasting world, or or the so. up and coming, or people were developing, or any way you want to put it. There's um uh, there's no, but there's there's a lot to be said for that. What I liked, what I noticed um about when people were off when people were off the air is that people stayed. You know, uh, President Joel was was sticking around he was and hanging talk- around. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, get it right back to school. <laughs> And he was talking to Rabbi Berg, and people were schmoozing. Like it wasn't a um, come and go kind of a thing. It Absolutely was not. it was almost a feeling of this team, this family, and people who were really there for with a, their dedication to Nachum. I thought it was fantastic. Something I really noticed, and and I wonder if you picked up on that also. Yeah, definitely. When the um, when the president of JNF came and right. the Russell councilman, Robinson, yeah, right. when the councilman came, that was definitely right. when David they presented Rachel. with all the different things that they um really felt the connection and what what Nahum has given to the Jewish world. So there it's is really a, awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of camaraderie also. People were very supportive. People kept on coming over to me and wishing us Mazel Tov and, and continued Hatzlacha and good work. And it really felt good. And we've gotten a lot of emails afterwards. I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank those people who have supported us. I also want to thank everyone who um, was a sponsor that morning. There was NYFF events. There was Abe Teitelbaum. And everyone at the Jerusalem Cafe. There was Mayor Kruder who took these fantastic shots. They'll be up on Facebook. I think Mark Zomik has some up. I'll be posting a bunch of other ones. I mean, it was really a wonderful morning. It felt good. It felt like the thing that was the most appropriate um, way to kick this off, this fall lineup as we've been referring to it. And there are so many opportunities for people to listen and people to be a part of the excitement. What kind of, um, what kind of programming do you think we should add next? Um, well, I thought the team programming was awesome. That's going to be with really, Abby. yeah, I thought that was really great. She's amazing, isn't she? Yeah, she was great. I know. My new best friend after, <laughs> after that morning. <laughs> Rivka Abby is the size of my pinky and she is cute as a button. And she, and I'm telling you, she walked in there and I stood up. I'm like, Rivka Abby. And she said to me, she goes, you're Miriam Wallach. I'm like, who cares who I am? You're Rivka Abby. 
And she is, she's a powerhouse. She's yeah, a she's superstar. Great. It's going to be awesome. And somebody said to me, they're like, we've never heard, how old is she? And I said, I don't know, she's 17. She's a senior in high school, something like that, right? right, right. And then I said, they're like, well, why is she so articulate at 17? I said, I don't know, but I'm happy we have her. She's, uh, yeah. Good I think, fake, good fake. Exactly. That was a Nahum. I can't take credit for that either. There's, uh, th- yeah, there is a number, there are a number of opportunities, I should say, for, for listeners of different ages to tune in and be a part of the network. What Maybe do you think? some uh, college in between. I mean, obviously, speaking for myself, I right. mean, every, every show in the Nahum station is great for me, but. For other people who aren't necessarily invested in anything else, something maybe college-oriented would yeah. be great. It's funny. I was thinking about that also. I'd also like to do um, a show on the economy, and I want to do a show on politics. I sort of feel like those kind of ideas would round out our idea of, of the network. Right. Um, you know, sounds good. yeah, sounds good. Um, putting, together okay. different, putting together different options. What, um, what increased role do you want to have here? Increased role. I mean, listen, I've been giving you a lot of work, and yeah. Nahum's going to be giving you, you know, increased opportunities here, and that's for sure. But what do you think you can contribute personally besides that? And I mean on air. What would be the Yael Lassen hour if we were able to develop hour, something like well, that? Hour, well, that's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really not. Well, like I said, I mean, something that appeals to college students, like you said, the economy are definitely things that people are discussing in terms of their um, job and profession choice. Maybe that would be interesting, getting um, different perspectives of different jobs that people have because mm-hmm. um, that's what everyone's talking about in college what to major in this that what are the up-and-coming things um also like Rifka Abbey has on our teen show but um people in YU are definitely very um pro-Israel with all the Israel advocacy so something like that would also be great that I would really what is your enjoy. major by the way I didn't even ask you I'm majoring in media communications and journalism mm-hmm. minoring in political science Wow, so this is this is my. This I was is about my, to say this is my thing. <laughs> so I really do have to take you to Fox Business next time I go. Yeah, yeah, you're like, um, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> this this is my thing. Yeah, you've been listening to that's life on the Nahum Siegel stream. I am Miriam L. Wallach, joined by my fearless intern. By the way, I would not shrug that title off. I may actually make it into a shirt for you. My fearless intern, Yael Lassen, <laughs> who does so much that I really needed to have her on. Yael, what um. I was going to ask you something about, you said increased programming at Stern this year. Mm-hmm. Tell me something that n- new that's going on. What's new? Well, I mean, all the clubs are just definitely trying to um, kind of come together and create joint events. So it's not just like an event for a very specific niche in, in school. Everyone's kind of trying to join together forces. So everyone's interested and everything's much bigger on a bigger scale. Because Daniel had mentioned that the president refers to it as a as a three-part curriculum. Obviously, we're talking about Judaic studies, general studies. You definitely feel it there. And the extracurricular. The extracurricular activity. becomes like people's life. What so, are you involved in there? What am I involved in? I'm the president of the Nutrition Club. Oh, that's right, because I tried to give you a piece of cake at the launch, and you wouldn't take it. Yeah. I want everyone to know <laughs> she wouldn't take it. <laughs> she really pushed it off. And I said, I'm like, come on, it's one piece of cake. And you said, no, I'm the president of the Nutrition Club at Stern. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I am the distributing manager of the Kol Hamavasar, which is the Jewish Thought newspaper. So nice. we're trying to get it all over the world. That's also something that um, they're trying to do now is to get, I mean, at least specifically in the newspaper, this newspaper, and I'm sure all the other ones are trying to get out all over the country so everyone can really um, take part in it. So that's my distribution manager job. And I, um, I work for College Edge, which promotes college planning in schools in the Washington Heights area. So, so when do you have time them. for me? Right, you don't sleep oh, either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's, um, there's, there's a tremendous amount of excitement as a person who is involved in a lot of extracurricular activities in high school and college, etc., that surrounds all of those events. I also found that um, that's stuff that kept me going during the day, whether it was a class that was mm-hmm. you know, possibly you know, not the best class for me to take or just a requirement that I needed to get through or whatever. I knew that those clubs... We're, we're keeping me and getting me through the day. Yeah, and I feel like the more I do and the more responsibilities I take on, I guess it kind of also drives me. If I did less, then I would kind of like let it go and procrastinate. But now that I have all this stuff to do, it definitely keeps me really going. What are some of the biggest concerns that's, that students have your age in terms of where they're going, where they are now? Like academically? Academically, their future, etc. I mean, you know, the numbers are out. Uh, listen, the numbers are actually very strong today in the number of jobs that were created in the last month and the stock market is doing beautifully today which I personally do not understand but I'm applauding whoever's responsible for that but nevertheless you know we we still have an unemployment rate of eight point you know eight point three percent and that's a scary number 
Um, it should only continue to decrease. That would obviously benefit right. all of us. But as 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 somebody who has you know two years left to college, mm-hmm. what are and and your friends have two years left to college or a year left, give or take? What are some of the big um, what are, what are some of the issues that are weighing on your shoulders? Um, well, I mean, definitely, you know, you're, what you're doing in college is what you're doing in college. But once you get past that, that's what everyone's worrying about. What's going to happen after that, whether it's graduate school or getting a job? That's definitely a concern of everyone's. Um, how many people that's, are... That's pretty big. Ha, yeah, I would... How many people are, are considering not going to graduate school? Are there people who are looking at each other saying, you know, this is not for me yet? I remember when I left Stern, when I... I should say left. When I graduated from Stern and went straight to graduate school mm-hmm. the first time to get um, a master's in education, I was the youngest person they had ever seen. I was 21, and I was starting a graduate program. And to me, it was, of course, you start graduate school right after college. And everyone else had worked five, six, seven years, etc. And I was the baby coming in there. So are there people, who, but to me, as an Orthodox Jew, it was like, of course, I was continuing my schooling. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't make sense to me to have that gap. I wasn't right. done. And as, as you know, as a modern Orthodox Jew, education is something that is continually paramount in my life and the way I raise my children. So when well, I, I... I mean, I think specifically in YU, since we have all these extracurricular things, people are getting involved or networking with already things that are connected to what they want to do professionally. So they already have a leg up by the time they get to graduate school. They feel like they've already had experience. I mean, even for myself here, you know, I'm majoring in media communications and I could go three years studying that in school and when I'm out, I could realize that's not what I want to do. Right. But now that I have the opportunity here, I'm able to realize that this is this is my thing and this is what I want to do. So it definitely also drives me to keep going and to continue on. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my that's my little plug. But yeah. so I definitely feel that. Somebody actually recently asked me how I got into radio, and my answer is always that I tripped. There's there was no plan. This was like the least planned out part of my life. Everything else has been I don't want to say calculated, but everything else has been slightly formulaic. And um, and that's that's okay with me. I like I like planning. I like right. planning a lot. I'm very fortunate. I have a wonderful husband. I met when I was young. I've been given a lot of opportunities. But this whole opportunity, this whole life now at the Nachum Siegel Network is literally something I just tripped into. It was an idea that Hani Fertig had. She brought it to Mayer, and you know I I've basically been doing something like this ever since. And then it just evolved. But somebody had uh, you know after continuing with that discussion. A person said to me, you know, I have a, that I, Miriam, have a one-of-a-kind one job. That there is no one else who has this job. And I was struck by um, the magnitude of that sentence, of that statement, and just increased blessing that I felt realizing that, yeah, I mean, there is only one Nachum Siegel, and I'm, I, I have this wonderful opportunity where I get to work with him all the time, and um, I really feel very lucky. I mean, if we look at Elul, if we look at Elul and we talk about reflection and introspection, and this is the time before we go into Rosh Hashanah and before we, you know, we sit in shul and we daven, et cetera, and we look, at our, we look at our year and we look at our life, and I can honestly say I have been so blessed that I have a tremendous amount of hakarat hatov and thanks to Hashem for everything I have been given this year. And and part of that, by the way, and I'm not saying this to be hokey, is being introduced to you. And I thank your dad. Oh, I'm serious. <laughs> I thank your dad. I thank Ellie Lassen. Ellie, I hope you're listening. He is. Don't worry. <laughs> Just text me as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ellie. My parents are always listening. My mom, my That's mom, scary, by the my way. mom woke me up this morning by saying, I heard you were announced that you're going to be on the Miriam Wallach show. You were announced in the same sentence as Itzhak Perlman, so you better be good. <laughs> you better know what you're talking about. You better be prepared. Yeah, Nachum had a great interview this morning. Nachum had a wonderful inter- interview this morning with Itzhak Perlman and with Matis Weingast, who's going to be hosting Sunday JM in the AM, or I should, say, I should say JM in the AM Sunday, which is still one of our most exciting announcements. But I, but I mean that sincerely, and I really want to thank you also, because you won't be here next Thanks. week. I want to thank you also for all the hard work that you do. Thank I you. hope that you will have continued um, Hatzlacha with us here. I feel like this is like my, my thank you show, but a continued opportunity here to, to increase your, your you. role thank with you. us. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, Nachum feels that way. I feel that way. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the mentorship of everyone. And it's, definitely the camaraderie. It's, yeah, well, there's a tremendous Def- amount yeah. of camaraderie. Was everybody uh, treating you nicely that day? It was awesome, yeah. <laughs> it was so great. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. There was, yeah. 
I still can't get over the fact that Tuesday morning happened already. Even even the bystanders were awesome. Were awesome. The people who weren't on the show, but just the people who were hanging around, you know. Right. Asking me about it, what was going on, what was new. So There were a lot of people who came in who were excited, pumped. who grabbed mugs. By the way. Awesome mugs. Right? If you didn't get your Nahum Siegel Network mug, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but yeah. you really should. You can email me at Miriam. Still a few, yeah. <laughs> you can email me at Miriam at Nahum Siegel dot com and uh send me your address we'd love to send you a mug we really we really would we're trying to we're trying to spread the joy i'd like to say anyway yeah i want to thank you thank you i appreciate you very much you coming down here today i know you're going to stick around because we're going to record some stuff when the show is over absolutely um while uh right while i should say simultaneously or you're going to record something because i'll be on with randy but uh you'll be uh recording some promos we get to hear your voice on the stream even more Fun often. Stuff. You got it. You Thanks are listening. So my pleasure. You are listening to That's Life on the Nahum Siegel Network. We are here on the Lower East Side, and I'm going to introduce my third guest, a returning guest to the show, somebody I like a lot personally and who does incredible, incredible work. Joseph Gittler is the CEO of Leket Israel. Joe, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. I hope you can hear me clearly. I was about to say, for a guy I know who's sitting in an airport, I can hear you really well. Yeah, well, I'm still walking around trying to find some place where I'm not <laughs> sitting with 50 other people. You are, you are literally the wandering Jew. Why don't you just sit yourself down? Because wherever you are, you sound fine. Why don't you Great. just sit yourself down? And then, you know, they will ha- these people around you will have no clue that you're actually on the air right now. I was going to go into the family room here, but uh, uh, no, there's no. a family in there. So I, I, was about to say, well. I was about to say family room spells disaster <laughs> yeah. on the air. So I know that um, Leckett has an upcoming family picking day on Tuesday, October. October 2nd for tourists who are visiting during Sukkot. Tell me about that. So it's, uh, it's generally our biggest picking day of the year. Uh, we've had up to 1,000 people in years past who've come uh, from overseas who are visiting for Sukkot. All on and the same come, day? Yeah, all on the same day. We get a lot done in that day. Really? And, yeah, and people come out uh, for an hour, two hours, as much as they feel comfortable, as, as long as their children last, or more often the parents last. And uh, come out and, and pick and have a good time. And it's also turned into a bit of a reunion. People see friends they haven't seen in years. It's a really nice day, and the more the merrier. So that's how many, how many pounds of food do you expect to pick? We, we usually pick about uh, 20 tons, which is about 400,000 pounds on that day. That is unbelievable. Stan, I want you to know that Stan, who was not... Um, aware of the wonderful work of Lekhead Israel beforehand. I started telling him about this, and you should see his face. I wish you could have seen his face when you just said that number. Say it again, because I want to see Stan's face again. <laughs> I would say as long as our volunteers are effective, we should, we should pick around 400,000 pounds that day. That is unreal. Now tell our listeners what you do with that 400,000 pounds of food. Okay, now, Joe, one second, Joseph, I can't hear you now, so I need you to move okay. back to wherever Someone you were. Nope, we got to try it again. We got to move you okay. back. I don't know where okay. you were when we first spoke, when we first started our conversation, but that was the best spot so far. Where are you, in Ben-Gurion? Okay. Uh, no, I'm in Newark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that ironic. Maybe it's better if I walk. No, um, no, it's not better if you walk. Stay put. Okay, so I'm just going right, right to... So the answer is that we distribute to a network of about 200 different agencies. No, nope. 200... One second. Joseph, I'm going to try it one more time. I need you to be in a place where you're not moving around and we have the best possible connection because the information that you're giving our listeners is so important that there is no way I want anyone to miss a moment. Okay, is this better? That's it. Don't move. Don't okay, breathe. Don't move. Don't twitch your toes. I'm not moving. So we distribute to a network of about 200 different organizations throughout the state of Israel, soup kitchens, homeless shelters, Meals on Wheels programs, after-school clubs for kids. And the real key, uh, the newest uh, survey we did, we are serving in some way, I'm not saying all their food needs, about 140,000 people a week. Oh, my word. How many people are still stunned that there are 140,000 people in Israel a week who are in desperate need of your services? Well, uh, a lot of people. You know, people don't necessarily pay attention. The same way they, unfortunately, don't pay attention to poverty right here in your own community in the United States, which exists in, in unfortunately, a large way as well. 
So we have to keep on beating the drum to let people know about the issue. There was a, there was a piece in Reuters in August that the Natural Resources Defense Council reported that Americans discard 40% of the food supply every year, and the average American family of four ends up throwing away an equivalent of up to $2,300 annually in food. That is, not only is that sickening, but when I think about the fact that I am blessed as a family of eight, the fact that I could possibly be throwing out close to five grand and food a year makes me personally embarrassed. And I would say to you that in a kosher home, I bet you the figure mm. might even be higher. Right. That's something I didn't think about. You're 100% right. The cost of kosher foods is obviously more uh, is more obviously higher than non-kosher food. And I'm looking at the, I'm still I'm staring at that number, and I cannot believe it. Yeah, and it's it's and I don't think I think the study was done in the United States, but I don't think it's any different in any Western country. America might be the best example because everything in America is big. Right. Okay, so, you know, uh, I'm not going to say the brand, but, you know, many of us visit a store that sells everything in bulk. Right. Okay, and, you know, and I love that store, but, but uh, they've created a, a culture where people buy things because they're cheap uh, that are bigger than they could ever use. They end up throwing away half of what they buy. Even if it costs less, uh, it still has an impact beyond the fact that people are needy. There's an, a tremendous environmental impact to all the food waste that we have. I, uh, that, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, that's, you know, we, we're in this business, so to speak, because of the need. But when you, when, you, when you start looking a step further and you see all the people um, and all the trees and all the fertilizer and all the energy that's being used, essentially to throw away food, it should sicken your stomach even more. Right. There's part, the article continues, by the way, to say that um, there was evidence that there has been a 50% jump in U.S. food waste since the 1970s. Unsold fruits and vegetables in grocery stores account for a big part of the wasted food. Are you able to, um, to get the foods and fruits and vegetables, etc., from stores in Israel that are about to turn over their stock? We, we do some work with supermarkets. It's a little bit different than in the States. The, the stuff in Israel is actually fresher. Right. Because it um because we have a locavore culture, the first one in the world where everything's local because of our neighbors, we produce everything that we need agriculturally, almost, you know, ninety five percent of it. So stuff actually gets there fresher, gets sold quicker, and there's less waste at the supermarket level. Where where we are similar uh, to the US is what doesn't make it to market. And those numbers are staggering and that's why we rescued in Israel last year twenty million pounds of fruits and vegetables, but the number in the United States is in the tens of thousands of tons that are wasted and destroyed yearly. 20 million tons of, of fruits and vegetables? Pounds. Pounds. Yeah. Wow. So big number. No, 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 that's huge. I don't know how many zeros that is, but that's a lot. That is well, absolutely incredible. The way our CEO described it at our dinner last year in Israel was, imagine, and this is, you know, for listeners who've been to Tel Aviv, Azrieli. Imagine just trucks backed up from Israeli all the way to Herzliya, truck after truck after truck filled with fruits and vegetables, and that's what 20 million pounds looks like. Wow. That is, that is incredible. Can, can you just tell our listeners how you started? Because I don't think that people appreciate the fact that um, this is your, what number of year is this for Leket? Uh, we just hit our ninth anniversary. Mazal Tov. Um, so just explain to everyone how this started, because this was really... This was really your brainchild. Yeah, uh, very fortunately. Uh, well, unfortunately, it started because of the combination that I saw in Israel at the height of the Intifada of increasing need from the community, but at the same time with increasing waste, as we discussed before. And I just couldn't put the two together that in a country where you're having so many people suffering who need good quality, healthy food, you can have the flip side of that. And I just, uh, you know, started going out at night in my car to catering halls and corporate cafeterias and collecting food and then distributing it the next day to need-based agencies. And what started out as a lark that I felt would uh, take up a couple months of my life has, uh, is now nine years old, celebrating its ninth birthday, and it's become a mega organization in Israel for helping agencies that feed the needy. Have other agencies looked to you? 
and said, how do you do this? How can we get started? What are you doing better than we're doing? What are we doing? What are you doing right and we're doing wrong? So we get a lot of calls from, you know, we get and we give. Uh, we, we call people to get ideas from them. It's, it's, the nice thing in being in the charity world is that uh, essentially except your donor list, there are really no secrets. So there's no charity in our field anywhere that I've ever called or any of our other staff has ever called that isn't willing to share best practices and ideas and concepts. And so we're constantly sharing at conferences, and in, we get a lot of visitors. We've had, we've had probably 10 different leaders of different food banks in the United States over the years wow. who've come out to spend time with us, which is a, you know, it's also a beautiful um, you know, Kiddush Hashem, sanctification of God's name, helping to spread the good work we're doing in Israel to other countries. I think also, you know, when you talked about the Lokavor community that it is that is Israel, I think that also speaks to the fact that life in Israel is so is so immediate. Politics is immediate. Connections are immediate. Life, everything is that much closer. There are fewer degrees of separation, and everyone feels each other's needs. So when you look at an organization like Leket, you're really speaking to the fact that there is a Kol Yisrael Arivim Zelazeh kind of an attitude, as well as it should be. I find that also, you know, even when I'm going through the airport at in uh, Ben-Gurion, as opposed to being at the airport in, in JFK, where no one wants to help me, but in Israel, somebody holds the door for me. And as much as you want to knock, uh, as, as I shouldn't say you want to, but as much as some people knock Israeli society or knock Israelis, etc., when you're a mother with a child, everyone goes out of their way to help you out, because that's another Jewish child. And I have to imagine that there are some frustrating days for you leading this organization. But then you think as a parent, and you think as a Jew, and you think as an Israeli, and say, I'm helping some Israeli child, and it's got to pull you through. Well, I tell you that mostly it's been joyful from day one. You know, all the, the complaints people have about Israeli society, and maybe it's because of what I'm doing. I'm not, this is not the business world, this is the not-for-profit world, so the type of people who are attracted to it are generally high-quality people, but overall my experience has been absolutely wonderful uh, from re- recruiting volunteers to recruiting food donors to, to all aspects of the organization. I haven't seen a lot of what, uh, of what people complain about, and in fact, this has been my um, you know, acculturation into the society because I live in my little Anglo bubble there, right. and this is really my part of being part of the society is this is this little organization. What happens when you uh, meet people or you see people that you haven't seen in years and they want to know what you're up to? Yeah, you know, it's um, we don't talk about like it that much over Shabbat because Leela, my wife, who you know, is just, she can't, she, it, we hear about it too often because unlike what everyone else is doing, people, you know, no one wants to talk about the doctor, the lawyer, the banker, or the, Mike in Renata, maybe the diamond dealer, um, and what I'm doing is so different that people want to talk about it. And uh, it's people are always, I, I meet a lot of people in the field, people I went to school with or haven't seen in years, and they are so surprised and so proud of, uh, you know, what we've been able to accomplish. It's a great feeling. Right. No, I, listen, I, as a person who has known you since we're teenagers, and with my birthday coming up, those teen years are getting further and further away. Um, it's, uh, it's really remarkable. I am, I'm very impressed and I personally am very proud. I think the work you guys do is phenomenal. And if I didn't think it was phenomenal, I wouldn't have agreed to have you on the phone when I knew you were on a cell phone, which of course is one of my cardinal rules, but I appreciate Leckett's work so much. And of course I love Dina Fiedler that the idea of not doing anything that I could to help you out in any possible way just just didn't jive for me. So I, I very much hope that you have major Hatzlacha on October 2nd, and I hope those volunteers know that they have a lot of work ahead of them because there are there's a lot of food out there that needs to be collected. How can, okay. how can people uh, get involved? Okay, so uh, people should certainly just send us an email if they want to come out and volunteer. It's info, I-N-F-O, I hope I spelled that right, at leket.org, <laughs> L-E-K-E-T.org. And our website, of course, www.leket.org. And if I may uh, finish, we're in the midst of a campaign for Rosh Hashanah, so people should please check it out on our website. And uh, for those looking to give sukkah to a good, honest, hardworking organization in Israel, I would we would welcome your support as we enter the Chagim period. Well, continued Hatzlacha to you and everyone else at Leket. I wish you um, a, a, a Shana Tova and continued, oh. continued good work. Thank you, Miriam. Shana Tova to you, and thank you as always for the opportunity to appear on the, on the air. Uh, my pleasure. Take care. Thank you. You've been listening to That's Life from the one and only Nachum Siegel Network. I am Miriam L. Wallach.
thank you for making us part of your day. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect, what to look forward to, and certainly what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming for you right after That's Life. It's something to talk about with Randy Wartelski, where Randy tackles different topics every week. And she's almost like The View, but it's Randy instead of Barbara. So join Randy every week. And who's joining Randy this week on the air? Actually, it's me. So if you're uh, hopefully not sick of hearing my voice for the last hour, I want you to keep uh, keep your dial, so to speak, where it is. Do not turn off the stream. Continue listening because uh, we have an hour with Randy with um, something to talk about coming up next. Then at 5 p.m., the OU presents the Jewish Reaction with Steve Berg, Rabbi Steve Berg, I should say. And then immediately after that, it's the stunt show hosted this week by Daniel Gordon. The Thursday Night Extravaganza is on from 7 to 9, and the day closes with an hour of Jewish soul with Charlie Bernhardt. You should make Bernhardt. You should make sure, of course, to join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. as he hosts JM in the AM live here on the stream at NachumSiegel.com and JMInTheAM.org. On 91.1 FM, he'll be joined by Malcolm Holmline, as he is every Friday for the weekly update. Do not miss Saturday Night Seagull, hosted by Executive Assistant of Rummy, live here at 10 p.m., only on the stream at NahumSiegel.com. And as you know, JM in the AM Sunday starts this week on my birthday with Matis Wine Guest. I still cannot believe it every time I say it. For the first time ever, we are able to provide you with JM in the AM six days a week. Baruch Hashem. This Sunday... I'm asking you, if you can, to go to ComanNYC.org to donate in honor of our participating in the Race for the Cure. You can donate. Our team is called 99 Birthday Bash. You can also just enter my name. All donations are gratefully accepted. I mean that sincerely. Um, it is a good way for us to spend our birthday. And as Daniel wished me a happy birthday, I will in turn wish him one as well. This show will be rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. That is a scheduling change because of the new of the. Uh, New lineup, as I like to say. I thanks, My thanks to Stan, my partner in crime here at That's Life. My thanks also to Daniel Gordon, Yael Lassen, and Joseph Gittler. Make sure to check them out at leckett.org. I leave you today with Benny Friedman's Amar. I've been listening to this song over and over again, and I love it. That's life, everybody. Thanks for a great week. Bye, guys. One,
mar, oh mar, oh mar, oh mar, oh mar, oh mar, oh mar, I'll be in love.